Hello and welcome to Happy Place, the show where we all get to slow down, take a pause and be inspired by people who have been in tricky situations and live to tell the tale. And today, telling her tale is the founder of Not on the High Street and Holly & Co, Holly Tucker, MBE. I remember crying over missing Harry's first steps, his first words. You know, these moments that you go through or crying in the, uh, you know, not stationary cupboard. We hardly had a stationary cupboard. It was just a room that we happened to have stolen the key for. And we would go and cry in there so that nobody could see us. Holly is one of the best business minds out there. If you're looking for a change of career or trying to grow your business or just looking for some positivity right now, Holly is your woman. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Right, should we do it? Here's the show. I'm having one of those days, Holly. I I can't even deal with today and we're not even at 10 o'clock. What is going oh. on? So it's just started badly, has it? Oh, no, it just started terribly. Like, I, I, my kids woke me up super early, went into the kitchen to put the TV on so I could have a chance to make a coffee and cook yeah. and the sky wouldn't work. So then they were both going mad at me for like half an hour while I was pressing every button on the skybox that just oh, no. wouldn't work. So then I got my <laughs> okay. laptop out. Got my laptop out. Right, let's watch a movie on here. They didn't. They couldn't choose a movie they both liked. They're killing each other. I mean, I've come up here just for some peace, quite frankly, because that was not a good start to my day. But and you know, we're in. Um, even though I just feel like we've been permanently in it, we're going into Mercury retrograde. No, aren't don't. We? I can't go back into all of that. We've already haven't we just come out of that and we're going back into it again. No, I literally think we're going into it. Yeah, but I, I don't even like understand we were... that because no. I've been in it for 10 weeks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how can it fuck up more? I just literally, <laughs> how can it fuck up more? I honestly. Oh, well, look, it's been such an intense time. This, you know, 2020, we know it is. It's just mad. And it's obviously one of the reasons why at Happy Place, we wanted to create, we still wanted to do the festival. Obviously, no events could take place. We were like, right, we've got to think outside the box here and make this happen because people need, you know, whether it's distraction, escapism, or just a little bit of yeah. fun, you know, so we we obviously have set that up. And, and from the get-go, I wanted you to do something for it because you did a brilliant speech and, and various oh. other things last year. And I was like, you've, I need to have you involved again. And you, oh. and you very kindly brought a really lovely foundation for uh, the sort of small section of the website, which is all about small businesses. And and I want to talk about that in depth in a bit. But thank you, first of all, for your support, because um, once again, it means a lot to have someone with that sort of gravitas and and knowledge on board. So so thank you. And um, thank you for asking. You you know, it's funny because we've we've become really good friends in in the last sort of couple of years. (laughs) And weirdly, we've got a mutual friend. There were sort of lots of things that brought us together. But you've kind of become whether you like it or not, a bit of a mentor for me. I'm not even sure if you know that's happening, but that's what's happening. I remember when I I, I first met you and I, with Jenny, and I just knelt down next to you and I said, yeah, I really think, you know, your company. And I walked away going, that woman was just enjoying her eggs. Like, why the... Why did you just fucking go up to her saying all of that? But it is, you know, honestly, and, and you know, we won't go to that, but I, I honestly mean it. Like, I I do think that you're so onto something. Um, it's just, it's whether, it's just how, yeah. It's just how you go about that. Yeah. Because I actually think that you you really, the, the, the bigger picture thing, like 
when you see in the next 10 years what people what help people will need that you're onto it uh. whether whether you're being pulled in every direction I've told you this before and it's no secret to anyone that the happy place thing all sort of happened by accident. You know, it's not like I set Mm. out to create this thing. So now is the place, now is the time where I do, you know, need more guidance and to look at things more Mm. strategically. And that's why I've been sort of just uh, rinsing your brain as much as I can to Mm. get all the information Mm. and knowledge, which I greatly appreciate. And, and you, you know, I sort of felt, I think I've always had a great interest in business and, um, the world of entrepreneurs without really knowing if it was my place to step into it. And I very tentatively yeah. have, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying learning. And, and you're very unique, right? So, oh, you know, yeah. when I think about, no, you are, because when I think about, you know, if the future is all about uh, personas leading companies rather than a board and all this sort of thing. So, you know, that sort of trusted, the trusted figure and that's what I believe that will happen. That's why we'll we'll see this more and more. Um, and then you think about well, what would you what would be a handy a handy help in that? Well, that would be no, being known first, and then going into business. Right? It, it helps to not start at ground zero. Um, and you look at your as counterparts. Wrong word. Your industry. Your uh, uh. thing. And no one does it. Like really very few, few people have been able to make that transition and you've made that transition and it is actually really, it's super smart. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I can't even take credit for it because so much of it has been sort of this weird organic process and I've just kept following my gut, which I, I know is a big part of it. And we've talked about that, but I think, you know, now is the time for me to sort of look and see, you know, who who is out there that really knows this business inside out and this this trajectory inside out and and you certainly are that person mm. and it just so happens that we really like each other as well really get Aww. on so there's a nice friendship there but but you know you are you have become absolutely my business hero and oh bless um, you and it's and we it, need to sit down and have some time and just chat we do we do I mean we've done it we've done it a couple of times but I think it would be really lovely to do that and for me to to really um, hear more and I want to do it a little bit today for everybody really because I think there Mm. are so many people out there that would love to leave their job and start a business Mm. or 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 Mm. certainly people that have already but are looking Mm. for the next step in that Mm. you know totally not linear path whatsoever but the next step in in that ascent hopefully um and as we know so many people have attempted to start a business and so many have not been able to keep that going. And I wonder if you've ever sat back and thought about why you've been able to do that. Mm. Are we recording? Are yeah. we starting? Yeah. Is this it? Yeah, we're just fucking chatting. Oh my gosh. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just it. There's no like structure or we're just chatting <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know sorry i thought you and i were just having a chat no no no. we are but it's going out to millions of people later down the line yeah brilliant but we are just yeah, having a great. chat but we are just yeah. having a chat yeah so have you ever have you ever sort of sat back and thought well how why have i managed to make that happen how have i managed to stay that focused and that determined and take a lot of knocks and ride the rough with the smooth. Why have I been able to do that? I suppose I haven't really ever. I'm a, I'm sort of in a hurry all the time. When I was younger, I was called um, Holly Hurricane, and <laughs> it was yeah. And so I've I've sort of now I'm 43. I'm sort of I'm still a bit of a hurricane. I think I am, but a slower hurricane. I think that the whole my whole philosophy is I just look forward. Uh, don't accept no for an answer. Um, Frank goes crazy over it because he's definitely a half glass full guy. Yeah. And I'm like a glass is so overflowing all the time. So it's always about solutions and, um, that actually nothing is a problem. You know, you can, you know, and, and that's what I try and sort of in, in, well, I try and help small businesses understand that, that, you know, if you have a job and you hate it, well, then there's a solution. Yeah. You know, if you if you are short of money, there's a solution. If you're not being creatively fulfilled, there's a solution. 
And for me, that solution has always been heading in the direction of running your own destiny, creativity. You know, those are the sort of my go-to things that have always sort of solved issues. So are you you naturally positive then? Because to have that uh, mindset to go right because you know lots of people will go well, I want to start a business but I can't because dot 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 and you're saying right well there are solutions to start it find more time find money etc do you think the key element there is having to be hopeful yeah I, I mean definitely there is absolutely I mean you can have a good bitch and you can sort of do you know what I mean have a really bad day and everything's a bit grumpy but ultimately 95 percent of every single one of my days is always looking for hope, joy, positivity, can do, always. Uh. Because ultimately, what's the point if you don't? And and so that that for me is the the sort of the, I call it like the, you know, everyone's, well, my battery. I, if I was a Duracell, you know, bunny, that would be my battery. Uh. You know, that is the thing that drives me. And hopefully i mean someone called me um a human espresso yesterday like <laughs> i love that you know, i know i was just like oh this is so nice but you know that basically i can one of my um usps and i think we all have usps and i don't think us women do a good enough job of actually saying it out loud and it's not even you know I'm not even comfortable saying it yeah but I'm going to say it because we should all understand that we all have something incredibly special about ourselves and I think for me it is passing on that positivity yeah you know looking at I call you know I think that everyone has a diamond within inside themselves and my sort of chief job in life is to find the diamond and shine the diamond mm. and then allow people to understand what their diamond is and allow that even if it's a rough diamond, it still is the diamond and we can together sort of shine it up. And that's what, you know, you think, what is one in um, 400 trillion chances of us being born? You know, there's an absolute reason that we're here. Um, And for me, it is all about helping people believe in themselves and do what they love um, and have their own, guiding principle in life that actually for me it's all about being your own boss controlling your own destiny controlling the narrative controlling your ability to get to creativity or to get to money or to pick up the kids and be with your family and all those sorts of things and that's why I just think that there is this this amazing movement at the Mm. moment and it will continue which is that we're going to see more people start businesses and than ever 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 before so going right right back to the start you know looking at that sort of nature versus nurture model are you just like this i know you i know you've sort of had you know you had quite a an interesting childhood you were schooled abroad for a long time you lived in holland from a young age you went to an international school you were mixing with lots of different cultures and taught by lots of different teachers from different parts of the world do you think that sort of helped instill uh, perhaps a resilience in you or are you just like this? I always try and sort of work out where this comes from. You know, my father was a, um, an accountant and then became a CFO for General Electric. And that's why we were in Holland. And my mother has had this, um, she was brought up by um, her mother, um, who was this amazing sort of set designer, um, sort of a woman that would make trees christmas trees in the 1940s out of flowers you know because she didn't want a normal christmas tree now i've got to think that there's something in that lady that's gone through the genetics into my mom and then into me because Mm. this was something you know she used to wear caftans around the house uh, a tree built out of flowers uh she used to wear my grandfather's shirt when all the women had those sort of dresses on she would just wear a man's shirt you know she oh gosh she was something special um, and so I think that that has just come through, but along with this sort of, you know, this side of my father, which was very much about business. You know, I remember reading the Funday Times, albeit upside down with my dad, always talking about his job. And so I just think that there was this mix, but then this mix then turned into Holly Hurricane, who started, you know, wanted to work from the age of 
uh, I think 12, I started working babysitting. Um, at 13, I got a job cleaning pubs. So my dad would wait in the car park at five o'clock in the morning oh, and he God would wait. And then I would go and clean the pub. I would go and steal with my marigolds on all the money that men, for some reason, leave a new rhinos. I didn't know that that was a thing. Nice. And uh, yeah, and so I was just sort of going, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I earned another 50p today. Um, and so I was very much in this sort of always thinking of a business, always thinking of sort of not escaping home because my childhood was so happy, but it was like I was ready. I was yeah. just sort of always gearing up and ready. And, uh, you know, and I started uh, my first job um, on the day that I got my A-level results. Um, actually, I got the job. Uh, before I knew my A-level results and it was in advertising and I was 17 and I'd already spent three summers doing work experience while everyone else was having a great time in the summer. I worked the full summer for three summers. So I have just been this person that was itching, I suppose, um, to go make my mark. I feel exactly the same. You know, I think there's a lot of similarities with just our DNA, like how we are set in life. Because, you know, I, I was the same. I started working in my granddad's florist when I was about 12, like cleaning eggy pots for like a bit of pocket money and stuff. And and I've all, I, I think I kind of had that drive. Like I wanted to get out there and, and get into that world. And it's hard to even articulate why, I guess, isn't it? And, you know, maybe like, you know, like you, my parents both, my mum was working like four jobs and my dad's been a sign writer for about a million years. And I think it's just what you know as well, what you're seeing and, and what you're absorbing at home does by osmosis kind of go in and, mm. and really set the tone for where you're at. So so then you started working this job uh, when you were 17, not necessarily what you wanted to do, but you felt like you'd got your foot in the door mm. somewhere. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was in advertising mm. just after the 80s. And I, I used to be part of this group of women called Perfume Corner. I mean, how sexist is that already? Wow. Um, yeah, so Perfume Corner was my corner. Holy- Holy shit, I feel angry from the depths of my soul. (laughs) Perfume fucking corner. Yeah, but this was, you know, but it did have a reason because we were the account managers of a perfume company, uh, the uh, uh, L'Oreal's perfume side of things. But it was all that sort of era. And I was brought up in that era. My, My sort of university of life was with these strong women around me uh, in Perfume Corner, uh, looking after accounts. I was the youngest account manager in London. Um, I would, you know, I was going in and out of taxis up to L'Oreal's HQ. And, you know, it was unbelievable, the responsibilities I was given. And then I went into publishing at Condé Nast. And I then from there went into a dot-com company um, at a very young age. You know, these weren't the things I didn't know who I wanted to be. Um, I just was in, I wanted to work. Yeah. So I had great experience, I suppose, you know, advertising is unbelievable where you can now, if I look back, you understand what the customer needed. Um, you understand what the client needed and you were the person that had to make it happen. Yeah. Um, and so that really is, I, I make things happen, I suppose. And, you know, one of my bosses ended up being my business partner at Not On The High Street. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So wait, there's a bit missing before we get to not on the high street. There's a big chunk of your life in your 20s, which I'm assuming was quite a turbulent time for you. Yeah, it was. I was very young. At 21, I got married to my childhood sweetheart. You know, now I look back, my goodness, what a young girl I was. Mm. But because I'd had such a full sort of late teens, early 20s, you know, I had my own flat. I'd bought it. Um, You know, I was, um, you know, going up in my career. I'd already had two, three careers, you know, by that age. Um, And I was on my way. And so the next step is you get married, right? And Mm -hmm. so I got married. And unfortunately, you know, if I look back at my younger self, I would have said, oh my goodness, my darling, you're not even who you're meant to be yet. 
you're still a child. And that's what we both were. Um, and so unfortunately, my marriage didn't work out and found myself at the age of um, 25 um, getting divorced. And at the same time, being diagnosed with a brain tumor, which is all fine. Um, and as in, it's not scary, but it it had consequences. And I found myself literally at rock bottom, you know, uh, divorcing, uh, nothing, everything was taken from the home, sitting at my Ikea table. I think I was left with the TV and some cutlery. And I wasn't able to work at that point in time. And my life just, you know, combusted and and I was only 25 years old Mm. and so um it was a really pivotal moment in my life um that I'm so grateful for now because that had to implode in a way for me to be here today so um it was at that moment that I really was on my knees in that little flat um I remember my father picking me up and taking me home to my parents home Uh, just crying my eyes out the whole way home. You know, they had to come and take me home, basically. And from there, I was starting, you know, I started to be nurtured back to health in a way. And then at that point, that's when I realized I needed to be creative again in my life. You know, I I was going to, before I got my job um, that, that morning, I was either going to go to the University of Life which is advertising or the real university um, and go and study art. And so that, you know, I got two A's in my A-levels, art and creative design technology and an E in business studies, ironically. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it's, it's always what I like to say. Uh, an E in business studies. So anyone who has failed their exams, yeah, who don't worry cares? about it. Don't, don't worry about, about it. it. So isn't it um, so interesting how often when when we're kind of, you know, and we're always trying to figure out life and we're always finding our way, but often, and from the amount of people that I've, that I've interviewed over the years and also looking at my own life, it's so often that we have to surrender and sort of fall apart and hit rock bottom to then have that clarity as to what we really want to do. And that is perhaps then where momentum starts to build. Yeah, absolutely. And it's happened a couple of times in my life and they have been you know, look at the hardest, rawest, most awful moments, but they have been the birth of me um, each time, you know, and I feel that in our lives, we have chapters and I can't believe how many chapters I've had. You know, I just, I look back and I just think, my God, I'm a totally different person to that chapter. Um, But actually that you, you need to have those moments in order to be sort of, you know, rise from the ashes. Yeah. Um, And that's absolutely what's happened to me a couple of times. And, and so now I'm very grateful for them. And I also now in life, look at, uh, you know, business term failure. I hate it, but you know, but whatever those things are, all the mistakes and all of the hardship absolutely I welcome um, and look at it very differently now in my 40s you know I look Mm. at it and I say right wow what am I going to learn from this because there's going to there's always something that comes out of it yeah and I think often you know when you when you do when you know you've got to sort of unravel a bit and you don't want to and I'm a control freak so I'm trying to cling on to like every bit of control that I can but when you do allow yourself to sort of unravel unfurl crash hit rock bottom you know that you've got to let go of old ideas that don't serve you anymore and that's so hard to go oh god well I I might not do that anymore I might not be able to continue thinking like this anymore but actually that's revelatory you know that's where you then start to you know you can be creative and I guess you had this space at this point to to truly think outside the box and go what's making me happy and that's when you started to just be creative I'm guessing at first you know initially for fun to make yourself feel good yeah, I mean, I did, you know, I I, I want the story to be um, sexier than it is, but um, <laughs> it is not sexy. I decided that I was going to um, create wreaths 
fern yeah. wreaths. I mean, I just want that not to be the start. It is, but though. It is. got to accept it that. It is. Yeah, uh, it's for, uh, you know, I was going to become a very successful businesswoman reinventing the wreath. Yeah. And at Christmas time, we needed a better wreath than a we holly did. and berries wreath, didn't we? We did. And so I did oranges and chilies mm. and real ones. And so I, I started sitting at my little table and very much it was just literally a table in this tiny one bedroom flat and creating these wreaths. And I thought, my gosh, you know, these are really beautiful. Um, and I got such happiness, you know, the whole floor where I can remember was filled with, um, you know, I go down to the greengrocers and buy tons of artichokes, you know, buy all his artichokes. And my floor was filled with all the wreath making stuff for those of you who know how to make wreaths. And um, my hands were, you know, hurt from the wires and things. But I felt I felt that I was on this journey of rebuilding myself literally through creativity um and at the time I did some freelancing because I had to now the mortgage was my responsibility and um and I found myself freelancing in, in publishing and at night making wreaths and then this was this sort of moment where I wanted to go and sell my wreaths so I would used to go down to Chiswick with my wreaths on my arms asking retailers would you have a wreath <laughs> And they would go, no. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. And, um, and then this was the moment where I decided, oh, I know what I need to do. I need to go and sell the wreath at a fair. That's what people do on a trestle table. Okay. And then I went to go find the fair and I was living in Chiswick and um, it's a very nice place, Chiswick in London. And um, there wasn't a Christmas fair. And so I just thought, oh, this is a, this is crazy. There needs to be a Christmas fair. Um, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to build the fair and then I get the best trestle table to sell my wreaths because that, and that's how my mind works. So I would freelance in the day and at nighttime I would build the Chiswick Christmas fair. And of course, because I'm Holly Hurricane, it couldn't just be 10 stalls. It was a hundred. Right. And it was the Chiswick town hall. And it was like this, you know, I took advertising out in magazines and up and down. I used to every single weekend go up and down um, the high street with my leaflets and I would just hand out the leaflets and this fair that I had the best trestle table at um, was oh my goodness, so successful. You know, everyone came. I had picked all small businesses um, and local businesses. And, um, and it was amazing. A hundred stalls wow. and choirs and everything. And I sold out my wreaths, which was great. Um, <laughs> but I realized at that very moment in time in my little Peugeot 205 the next day, driving to all the people who'd ordered the wreaths and giving out these wreaths and making, you know, three pounds a wreath or whatever I did, um, that this wasn't my destiny. But what was, was the taste that I had uh, tasted that day when all these people came to find something different mm. uh, from a small business. Mm. And it was just that moment. But, you know, that moment was the moment where I decided to um, quit my freelance job because of course, because now the wreath business wasn't going to do it, but the fair business, that was the one. So I started running fairs all over London for two years. Um, when it was successful, it was fantastic. But the majority of times it would piss with rain or something would happen. And whatever I did, it didn't matter. It, it just wasn't a model that could work. And so it was a lot of energy to make a loss. And actually all it took was the rain. Yeah, and exactly. the whole thing was, you know, so it was archaic. Rain, yeah. So it was archaic. And so that is the sort of, that, that's that moment where, again, I had that pivotal moment where I went, um, I think I'd locked myself in a broom cupboard because all the small businesses are so unhappy with me that it had rained. And basically thought, thought that there's something in this. I've, I've got to shift it. The, the town hall is archaic and we need another home for these small businesses because what they do, actually everyone wants what they do. Yes. They just, you know, it, the standard. So I'd always pick the best of these small businesses. The standard was what you would see in Selfridges or in Liberty or, you know, but actually no one knew yeah. that these small businesses, uh, small businesses created these um, wonders. It's so genius that, that your mind works that way because I think, 
you know, the majority of people perhaps would go, oh, this is hard work. It's always raining. These businesses are angry at me. I can't do this anymore. I'm giving up. But your brain went, let's create a website. I mean, it's amazing. And then, (laughs) my God, I mean, I know it's not that easy. I'm making it sound like, and then, not on the high street was born. I know that's not how it went. I know the story that's where then the graft comes in, right? So you yeah. have the idea of not on the high street. Then you've got to build a business from scratch. And there's no other business like it. There's nothing to sort of copy here. This is where you have to go, right, nothing else matters. I have to make this work. Um, that's That takes time, dedication, resilience, focus. Was there perhaps an element of... I guess optimism, but perhaps a little naivety about how hard that was going to be. Oh my gosh, I was 100% naive. And, and, and anyone who's listening, remember naivety is an absolute gift. Oh, it I is. Mean, it's, it's, it, it shields you. Like it's like you go in with a suit of armor, you know, it shields you from it allows actually you to try. understanding what you're doing. Yes. So if I'd realized, if, if, if someone had said to me, Holly, um, you're about to start this thing called a marketplace. And by the way, no one knew what the word marketplace even meant. Um, and do you know that Amazon and eBay are the only marketplaces in the world? So you're thinking of setting up the third marketplace in the world. I would have said, oh, no, 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 that's not what I'm meaning. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just bringing together small businesses and they've got amazing products and I love them and we're just going to put them on the internet. You know, and so it was that moment where basically, you know, we decided, and this is when I got in contact with my, um, one of my bosses from Perfume Corner, uh, Sophie, and um, knew that we were a good combination. We were the opposite. She could write the English dictionary better than it is today. And I I was able to sell. And, you know, and that's all we needed at the time, you know, because I needed to persuade small businesses um, to join this thing called Not on the High Street. It's on the internet. um, And yes, you need a computer and a printer to to join. You know, these were the conversations I was having. Mm. And she was able to pull together what the website would look like, the copy, the, um, you know, she was absolutely brilliant at sort of the, the opposite skills to myself. And so the power when you have a business partnership where you have opposing skills, you're very powerful force because if you're both working, which we were 15 hour days every day um, for the first year, including weekends, then that's a a gigantic amount of energy. And that's when it started. You know, we started with this naivety. We started with really little to no money. Um, And we launched on in April um, 2006, um, this, this website, this marketplace. And it really was, no one had ever heard of grouping together companies and that you could check out basically with a number of companies' products in your basket at one time. This was just unheard of. And we didn't have social media. We didn't have all of these things. You know, we basically had um, a little office. Um, we had some emails that we could send out. Um, we had small businesses who had only ever sold things on eBay before. Um, and as I said, persuading them that they needed a printer and a computer to join a dot-com company. I mean, it sounds crazy, but we were just coming out of the dial-up dial modem sort of stage. Yeah, You know, people didn't trust putting credit card details into yeah. a computer. So that is how far, we, firstly, we've come and what we did. And, and it was just unbelievable. Those fir- that first year, never to be repeated because it was... It was, you know, my son um, and I would say I've, uh, in this time, I met my partner, Frank. Uh, we're celebrating 18 years together. And because I was in a hurry and I always wanted to be a mum, I had a three-month-old baby when we started Not on the High Street. I mean, it's so blowing I just don't understand how I did that, but I did. And so, you know, that first year being away from home, most weekends, not being paid, uh, technology growing faster than we sort of understood. We weren't technology women. But what we did know is that we had a group of products there that small businesses had created and that we were the customer and we loved it. 
And our job was to just get everybody to know about it. But, you know, Fern, we had this little bell that we used to ring and, you know, ding. And I go, what's happening? And it'd be one sale. And at that point in time, we'd take 10% commission. And then that bell wouldn't ring for three days. Uh... And you're like, please bell ring, please bell ring. And so it was unbelievable. And then we hit our first Christmas, almost absolutely, definitely convinced that we weren't a retailer that Christmas wasn't going to be a big deal for us. You know, we were like, we're going to buck the trend here. Anyway, funny enough, the bell started ringing quite a bit. But unfortunately, we had run out of money and we were paying people with our credit card. Um, and we were, um, my parents had to remortgage their home. And we were in dire straits. So, you know, we were, we were, the business was dying within a, a month or two. But the problem was, is the bell was ringing. And so I think for me, I always think of businesses as children and that you're the parent. And, you know, lots of VCs along the way that I collected definitely didn't like me referring to businesses as children or having that closeness to it. And I 100% now absolutely know that when you give birth to a business, And you know every hair on its head. You are its parent. Mm. And just like my son, I would fight till my death for. You know, the same happened with Not on the High Street. Me and Sophie were women and we fought to keep it alive. But that's so interesting because one of my questions was perhaps going to be, you know, when do you give up if things aren't working out? But you're your sort of ethos is you just don't. You carry on. If you love, and it's your child, as you say, there is no other option. You have to keep going with it. And that's where the resilience and the real, because, you know, I think all successful entrepreneurs have made to the outside world, things look relatively easy. Something is incrementally built up and snowballed into this glorious monster. And that person's a success. Well done you. But they don't see the grit, the huge amount of decision making the sacrifice with everything in your actual life outside of that is huge and I think that's a really important thing for people who obviously are starting out businesses myself included to really bear in mind it's not going to be this glorious angelic ascent to the top or wherever you you think you're heading it's going to be a very up and down sort of you know undulating ride that you you have you've got to hold on to your your pants and get on with it. Yeah, I mean, I always likened it to um, Sophie and I would sit at, you know, two o'clock in the morning. And I remember crying over missing Harry's first steps, his first words. And she had slightly older children. And, you know, these moments that you go through or crying in the, st- uh, you know, not stationary cupboard. We hardly had a stationary cupboard. It was just a high, a room that we happened to st- have stolen the key for. And we would go and cry in there so that nobody could see us. And, you know, we always likened it to sort of climbing Everest. And you keep thinking that you're getting there. You're going to get to the peak. And it's you get to the peak and then you look out. And that was the baby Everest. You haven't even, you haven't even started the, you know, the climb. And, but the thing is, is that, you know, I would say that it's not, you know, it's people use optimism slightly as um, potentially sometimes as, uh, you know, a derogatory way of thinking about things, because it's almost like, so even if your business is failing, what you're still just going to keep on going. For us, the bell was ringing. The small businesses needed a route to market. The customers loved it. We knew that this, if we could just keep going somehow, that all the signals were telling us that it was going to be a success. So I don't think that you just, you know, there is time to let go with love. And there is time that you say, this is not working. And you move on and you learn. And that's what a true entrepreneur does. You fall over but you do not give up at that stage. And I think that my story, not that I designed it this way, but basically each step I would fall, learn, and then build. And so I just do think that that is the thing. It's like, actually, even if it's failing right in front of your face, do accept it, but that's not the end of your story. But for us, the bell was ringing. Mm. And all we needed to do was hold on with grit, determination, sweat, sacrifice, and find some bloody money and just keep going. That's where the difference is. But it is that sort of maternal care that I do believe in and the loyalty to if something is working, that you can, 
little old you can really change the world. Yes, and you absolutely are doing that once again now in a whole new chapter because you stepped away from the daily runnings of Not on the High Street and you you knew there was like an itch, there was something else that you needed to do and you've started up this whole new wonderful world of Holly and Co. And my God, have small businesses needed it this year. 2020 has seen the most traumatic time for small businesses, self-employed people, you know, taking care of businesses and projects that they absolutely love and seeing the world kind of, you know, have paws pressed on it. And and you've brilliantly, you know, using Instagram mainly as this amazing sort of connective tool to talk to all small businesses at Holly & Co and uh, through Holly & Co to say, right, I'm going to translate this really confusing government chit chat around how small businesses should and can run at the moment. Um, Here I am. And you've been this amazing beacon of light. And like you say, right at the start of the chat, you know, you want to now share what you know and, and encourage other people and cheerlead people from the sidelines. It is a really difficult time for small businesses. What what words of solace or advice would you give right now with, you know, we're still kind of in this very strange year. There is still a huge amount of uncertainty. What's the sort of message now that you need to give people? Firstly, it's been a complete, you know, I, I had never sort of stepped forward in a sense that, you know, I was the CEO and the founder and the chairwoman of Not on the High Street. And I was this turning into the bit of a she-man and I was this businesswoman and had raised money with VCs and all this sort of thing. And, and there was just this moment in time for me where I said, where is that creative Holly again? Where, who is she? Who is Holly? Um, and I think, you know, moments where my PA was running after me going to the loo um, and would talk to me as I, you know, was in the ladies uh, about my next meeting coming up. And I just thought, actually, you know, this is unbelievable. Not on the high street. If you likened it to a child, was a teenager now, or he was going to university and needed to basically go on its way a bit. Needed mum to come in and sort them out a bit. But, you know, it, it, it needed it. But actually, what was my next chapter? I felt like I was turning the page in the book. And the calling for me was that who was helping cheerlead, cheer and then lead. I love that word. Mm. Um, cheerlead this movement of incredible people from the people that had trestle tables to the people ha- who built entire family businesses at Notton High Street to now. What was that next chapter? And I felt I had this calling. Holly and Co. began. It's been a unbelievable privilege it's obviously also I felt like oh I can do it a second time round you know oh my god you know know, I wish I wish I wish it had you know all the rules had changed and so I made as many mistakes at the beginning of Holly and Co as I did at not in the high street but the thing is now is that we're in this time in this incredible time and I I felt like my calling was I have to help people navigate and what was incredible is that so many small businesses they the main thing they kept on asking me in those we started um sorry I'll start that again my parrot just fell off your parrot fell off your computer Um, of course it did So um, the, uh, what happened was that basically um, two days into lockdown, I said, right, Holly, you've got to get in front of the camera and actually put yourself out there. People need to see your face and you need to hold their virtual hand through this. So I did. I'd never done an IGTV. I'd never put myself, I was the woman behind the scenes in a way, not in front. And so I put myself out there and actually held their hands through this and the amazing thing was that small businesses felt like should I shut down right now is it wrong of me to be promoting myself and this is again where my job I feel I've said I'm going to retire when I'm 90 I'm 43 so I've got many many chapters in front of me my job is to help people um, understand that the incredibleness that is them and their businesses need to shine. And actually we can go through a pandemic together and still I need to tell them that's what you've got to do. So the last, whatever, 12, 13 weeks has been exactly that. Just telling people, keep going, shine, uh, pivot, um, another sort of businessy term, but um, someone called it swiveling. You know, what do you have to do to your business 
to move it forward so that it's relevant today? Um, does it have purpose? Does it have passion? Does it have a calling bigger than yourself? And I think that has been the most unbelievable thing that I've been able to do during this time was not only trying to demystify the government's advice, which was coming at oh, us yeah. fast and furiously, um, but also to sort of you know weave in there my own experience and my own vision of what the future is and just share it with people. And that has been, you know, unbelievable. The, 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 the amount of love I'm being shown by this community where I've just become a sort of virtual people mentor. People need it right them. now. More than ever need this sort of guidance and encouragement because I think it is a really sort of scary and heavy place to be on planet Earth at the moment. And I think a lot of people who are running small businesses will feel like giving up. Like, what's the point? You know, what's the future look like? But I think what you're doing and and the very... Um, optimistic yet sturdy advice you're offering is is so massively needed and if there are any people who are listening to this now who are running small businesses thinking of starting one up you must follow holly tucker mbe on instagram and also holly and co to to follow that on instagram as well because you know both channels will offer you up so much brilliant advice and so there's something that we that we've talked about privately and I I really want to talk to you about today because I think there's a whole generation of of you know young people but I really want to talk about young women here who are growing up not necessarily knowing that the option is there for them to walk into you know the the world of being an entrepreneur and we've talked privately about this that there is still so much focus on what young women look like you know how Instagram works and how they might present themselves on Instagram aesthetically and taking the focus away from that, you know, we can still look nice and wear makeup and wear clothes, but taking the focus away from that to look at what can you do? And it's something that we've talked about a lot. We're both passionate about it. You'll be way more sort of educated and focused on how we might make that change. Whereas I'm just kind of like praying that some kind of pivot happens what do we do about that? How do we get young women knowing that they can walk into the world of business, they can succeed, they don't have to be, you know, seen as someone that's going to have to turn out to be stern, serious, and this kind of, you know, unnurturing human. They can be a woman and they can run a business. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah, we have spoken about it and, and it is, it's, I have a fire in my belly about this subject because for me, it's a, Gosh, I, I, I get shocked by what's happening with our youth at the moment. I sound like I'm old here, but you know, when I look at Instagram and I look at young women, for instance, as you said, uh, portraying themselves in a sort of cookie cutter sort of um, existence where looks seem to be the absolute and only thing because we're in this world, a digital world where Instagram and, you know, is at the forefront. Um, the problem is, is I don't know if our schools are educating our kids at the moment to the world that they're going to enter mm. into. So we're already in the freelance economy as adults. We're already in the fourth industrial revolution as adults. Our children will have n no way will they have a nine to five. They'll have eight to nine jobs. They will multi hyphenate their entire existence. So we still are feeling like somehow they're going to have one job and that, that's why our education system with all the exams is so outdated. The, for, so number one, it needs to come into the education system so that actually all children hear about the path less ordinary. Yes. All children hear about the diamond with inside them, the reason that they were born, the fact that we have 29,000 days on this planet only and every day is a countdown. Um, so I think that there's a massive shift that has to happen at school where they see, my goodness, I can be my own boss and actually examples of people who've done it before. And then I think there is a, a need for women who have created businesses, small and big, to be out there at the forefront. And, you know, to, you know, and that's responsibilities of mums to share it with their daughters at home, to say, you must follow this person or you must do this, you know, just to start to help their, their grid be more 
than um you know fake kim kim bums you know it's like this that that seems and the pout the pout all i see is the pout you know it's actually to help our children understand that the most unbelievable journeys in in front of them every opportunity is in front of them that they can be creative they can be beautiful as well but they can be creative they can be powerful they can earn money and actually set them on that journey and I think as parents potentially at the moment without the education system really doing a good enough job it's going to fall on our shoulders to make sure that we get the kids actually understanding um what that future could look like um but it's it's something that needs to happen for we need to break it it needs to be broken and you know I we've spoken about it you know I want to do something with you where we can just go and shout from the rooftops um, that, you know, the pout and the bum and the right lighting and the Instagram lighting and the whole thing and how many likes you get is absolutely BS. Yeah. You know, that, that there's something in them that is so precious that we haven't yet found out because they just look like everyone else. But what is their calling? Yes. I mean, I, I agree. And I think, you know, we will... I know what we will do. We will keep talking about this till the bitter end. We're going to definitely, and there's loads of people out there that I know will want to jump on this with us, but we need to definitely kind of help um, encourage uh, young women to to see themselves in that way and to know what their capabilities are, because that's exciting. That's super exciting. And to see people like you out there doing your thing and running huge, incredible, multifaceted businesses is one of the best things that, that young people can see. So, I mean, I could literally talk to you for a million years and I've got so many more questions in my head, but we, we might have to do a part two or something down the line because I think <laughs> it is it's really important it's really close to my heart this whole subject matter because I'm still on this trajectory of learning myself and also I really want to help inspire the, that younger generation and I think something you said that I wrote down there that I think is really important for anybody listening who is running a small business currently is fall learn build I love that I'm taking that with me because even this last week, I've fallen a few times and I forget the kind of learn and build bit. And I think it's a really lovely uh, message to sort of finish on and hopefully people can take that way with them and and use it at their own will. Um, Holly, I can't thank you enough. What you're doing is so important. Your Instagram you. is incredible. Um, the best Instagram account you could follow if you are running a small business yourself. And thank you for supporting our virtual festival because that absolutely means the world to me. Oh, it's brilliant. Well done, Fern. Lots of love. Thank you for having thank me. You. Very special lady. Lots oh, of love. You are. Thank you. Love ya. Thanks, Holly. Um, I adore Holly. She's become a really good mate. And yes, as I said at the start, um, a mentor, whether she likes it or not, or even knew about it previously. Um, it's just a pleasure to learn from Holly at every possible opportunity. If you've been suitably inspired and you run or are thinking of running a small business, go check out Holly and Co. The address is holly.co and there's her great podcast on there too. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Happy Place. We're taking a short break for now for the summer. So hit subscribe and the next episode will ping into your feed as soon as it's ready. As you can hear, my voice might need a slight break. And you can explore all the great people we've had on there so far as well. Thanks again to Holly, to the producer Matt Hill at Rethink Audio and to you for listening week in, week out through this strange year we're all navigating together. I've loved having you along. Thank you for being there. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your summer. I'll see you soon. Stay safe. Mm-hmm.